Did you know that there are more plastic flamingos in the United States than real ones? We've got all sorts of fun facts and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Did You Know with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Rhino. In case you didn't know, I'm Rhino. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. Where are all the flamingos at? The answer is near the coast, so like Florida and most of the Caribbean and Africa and whatnot. Here in Did You Know with Ryan O, we've got all sorts of fun facts and more. It's a podcast about pop culture references. We can talk about geography, um, geology. We can talk about geometry. Um, we can even talk about trees in general, if you'd like to. And we've got all of that and more in this awesome podcast. But I'm not doing this episode alone. In fact, today we are celebrating our two-year anniversary of the podcast with the lovely and amazing Rachel O. Hello, darling. Hello! Welcome to the podcast. How are things? I heard something about trees, and I was like pretty excited about that. Yes, we can talk about trees. Um, it's, it was normally a a joke that I created a couple episodes ago because of like geometry and geology and like lots of G's and trees. But we can talk about trees. For example, tell us about the shirts that you purchased lately. I purchased three shirts from this website called Save Lands. And every shirt that you purchase, they plant 12 trees for you. So we got three shirts, so we planted 36 trees. Do they tell you where you... Where they plant the trees? No, they don't. But I see you smiling over there at my country accent. Yes. Yes, I am smiling at that country accent. It's a journey. <laughs> no, they don't tell you where they plant the trees, but I'm just glad that they plant extra trees on this planet for us. That's nice. I like it. Yeah. I'm thinking about buying some more shirts in the future. Not right now, but in the future. Now, out of the shirts that you bought, uh, tell them what your favorite shirt is. My favorite shirt is a black t-shirt that has like a circle emblem and like mountains and I think like a campsite and trees. So like the wilderness. And then it says, I hate people. <laughs> Which is <I> hilarious. <laughs> well, you, you hate some people. I hate some people. Like being in a crowd and people that are dumb and people that litter and people that don't return their shopping carts to the right place and... People that ask stupid questions. And, and people who talk at the movie theater. People who talk at the movie theater. You know who you are. Yes. We're watching you. So can you believe that it's been two years since we started this podcast? I really can't. But that also makes it two years since we've been to Canada, which makes me really sad. And that seems like the truth, too. Yeah. Um, our episode three, Alberta Bound, did happen uh, two years ago. And it was... Fun and amazing and absolutely beautiful. And makes me want to go back for more, but in the cold time because it's really hot down here in Florida right now and we're not even in summertime. Yeah, it makes me want to enjoy some climates and some activities in a less crazy atmosphere. Yes, because it's crazy here in Florida. Yeah, the other day we went for like a long walk um, just in our neighborhood and... You and I got burnt. 
Um, maybe just a little. Sun-kissed, I guess, is what we Floridians call it. Is is that like um, when, when women say that they don't sweat, they glisten? So Floridians, they don't get burnt, they get sun-kissed? Oh, no, we get burnt to a crisp, that's for sure. But uh, we like to say sun-kissed when it's not an extensive burn. Not like peeling, third degree. Not where we're like hungover, feeling with, um, what, hanging over the toilet because we feel like we're going to throw up or can't move our arm because it's the skin's so crisp that it can't move the, the muscle, which I have been there before, but with my knees. It sounds like you're describing a time like spring break, pretty much. Yeah, the best thing to do is just wear sunscreen. <laughs> I mean, you think when you go out for a morning walk at like 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, you probably don't need sunscreen, but mm, you probably do because we are pretty close to the equator. So I guess the moral of the story if there is one, nice. I'll borrow that from you. Uh, wear sunscreen because your skin is a living organism. And the only skin you get, even though it you know, regenerates like every, I don't know, however many seconds. I'm not scientific. I love it. I, I love the explanation. I dig it. Just do it. Wear sunscreen. Well, speaking of things that we should just do, let's get into our <laughs> segment known as Ryan O and the Mailbox of Doom, where we open up the mailbox and try to uncover all sorts of awesomeness and avoid boulders along the way. <clears throat> With our question of the week, a long time ago I asked people, what's their favorite mode of transportation? Are you ready to hear all the responses we got? Oh, I am just sitting on the edge of my seat. Literally, you actually are. I'm watching you right now. Um, here we go. We got um, riding shotgun while in a car. Ooh, that's uh, dangerous. <coughs> Being the the passenger is is dangerous in a car. Yes, you're not in control, and uh, the person that's driving doesn't care as much about you when you are heading towards another car or over a cliff, or I don't know. <laughs> Yikes! Dark and dangerous. <laughs> Love it. Um, we also got a super stretch limo. Ooh, now that's fun, especially rock and roller coaster. <laughs> um, let's it's a see. Super super stretch. Um, walking or taking the train. Ooh, that's my kind of person. We got the Boston subway. Never been on it. Flying. Uh, totally hate it. Oh, we got a uh, trains, subway, planes. Uh, someone said a car. Here's one. Apparition. Ooh, yes. That is definitely. And if I had a superpower, it definitely would be like teleportation, apparition, something like that. That, excuse me. Uh, but that would be really fun because if you could appear in one place and then appear in another, that'd be pretty cool. Well, similar to that, someone said, beam me up, Scotty. Uh, yeah. It, it, it gets complicated because technically you, you die and then like get recreated and you're alive again. It's... I don't think you technically die. I mean, well, whatever. We, that you're right. It's complicated. It gets complicated. Um, horse. Horse. That, okay, the other person that I said was my kind of person, they're my, like, modern-day person. This is, like, my soulmate. Uh, then we got a, a big-ass truck. Sure. Paragliding. If you're a scary person. The Hogwarts Express, so I guess train. If you're, close your eyes and think really, really hard. Let's see what else we got here. Um, wrangle a hog for a piggyback ride. <laughs> Not practical, but made me laugh out loud. Uh, catapult. Um, 
if you're dead and your enemies are throwing you upon their enemies. Monorail. Well, obviously. Uh, let's see. Subway hoverboard. Uh, keep dreaming. Uh, rollerblading. <laughs> yeah, in the 90s. And a yacht. Well, yeah, after I win the lottery. So those were everyone else's favorite form of transportation. Rachel, what's yours? Uh, duh, horse. Horse, 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 horse. I'm the happiest when I'm on the back of a horse. So you, you would take a horse followed by um, a gondola through the mountains? A horse followed by maybe a canoe followed by um, walking. Nice. I'm uh, old school. Really, really, really old school. What someone didn't put down there, which I think would have been a funny one, is the kind where I fall asleep and I wake up and I've already traveled to the next place. Like you fall asleep on a plane. I guess so. I mean, that's the only way I'd probably be able to go to Europe is if I like drug myself to just fall asleep for the entire trip. Is it because the, the plane gives you an anxiety? Um, flying does give me anxiety, and I don't like to fly, even though people say it's the safest thing ever. I mean, you're not in control of anything, and it's just, I don't know, not that fun. I don't understand how planes actually exist, even though I've been on one. To me, they're mythical creatures. They're this, so you're basically on metal dragons? <laughs> no. <laughs> but that is funny. A metallic dragon, which has a captain that says, we've now reached uh, 30,000 feet, and then you can take off your seatbelt. You can take off your seatbelt. You can now go to the bathroom. Which, you know, usually when I go on a plane, I have to go to the bathroom like three times. No matter how long the plane ride is. It could be like 45-minute plane ride, and I'm like, oh, crap, I got to go to the bathroom. Which sucks, because I like the window seat, even though I hate to look out the window, because heights are a problem for me. But I also like the window seat, because I like to look out the window. I, I normally like, if we can choose our seat, I like choosing one where I'm the aisle and you're the window and there's no one in between us. So there's just like two seats. That would buy, be idyllic, yes, for sure. Because you climbing over me, not a problem. Uh, but, but like you climbing over me and then trying to get around someone else, yeah, that's a bit complicated. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, I guess they would rather me climb over them than just pee in my seat. Yeah, because then we'd all have to smell it for a couple of hours. Yeah. Then you're uncomfortable and complaining. and Yeah. We wouldn't want any of that. I'd just rather be on a horse. Fair. I understand. Let's let someone else do the uh, uh, the, the, the peeing in their seat. <laughs> What's next? Well, um, I brought up a list of um, fun things that um, people, basically, you, you've heard of a, a whatchamacallit, right? A candy bar? Well, not quite the candy bar, which which I have had, though, the whatchamacallit. But, like, when someone just can't think of a word for something and they just say it's a, you know, a, a whatchamacallit. Right. A thingamajig. Exactly. So, the, here are six other words in different languages as to what they call a whatchamacallit or a thingamajig. Okay. All right. So, um, Spanish, it's a... Chingadera. Okay. Which kind of derives from a <laughs> dirty word. Oh. Yes. Um, in, in Danish, it's a himsterjins. Which is probably completely butchered. Yes. 
H-I-M-S-T-E-R-G-I-M-S. Uh, Himstergims. Okay. Um, in in Japanese, it's a nani nani. Nani nani. Okay, I feel like I've heard someone use that word before. Well, you probably heard nanu nanu, which is Mork from Mork and Mindy. Maybe that was it. <laughs> Instead of na- n- nani nani. nani. Um, in Turkish, it's a zamazingo. Zamazingo. Yep. In uh, in German, it's a zingsbum or a dingsbums. Can't keep your eyes on one line, can you? Nope. Uh, <laughs> dingsbums. Dingsbums. I'll have to bring that up to my manager. Yes, because your manager is German. Yep. And in Dutch, it's a huppledepup. That sounds like Hufflepuff, which I'm kind of offended by, because <laughs> that's what I am. You're a th- you're a what call it? I guess I'm a what call it. You're a thingamajig. <laughs> so what's your favorite? Like what? Like, what do you normally use? Who's it? What's it? Who's it? What's it? Or th- I like what call it or thingamajig or the thingamabob. Thingamabob. I use thingamabob quite often. Yes. Or you know, it's just it's it's that thing. That thing, that thing, 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 thing. That thing. Okay, we're done with that segment. <laughs> that's fine. Um, so that's uh, what should we call it? Around the world, which is going to move us into our commercial break. Commercial. Did you know with Rhino? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. While you're listening to this ad, I'd like you to look down. Now look back up. Are you wearing an awesome shirt that says Team Ryan O? Or a shirt with a duck with a cup spilled over that says party foul? Are you also wearing a really cool button that says did you know with Ryan O? Or a hat that says team Ryan O? Or I know Ryan O? Well, if you're not doing any of those things, you should be. And you can do so by going to zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. That's right, folks. I have my own merchandise shop, and you can buy all sorts of amazing awesomeness pertaining to this podcast and show your love by once again going to zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. Wear it, share it, love it. And now back to our show. Did you know with Ryan O? So this is our two-year anniversary of Did You Know with Ryan O, and we've had lots of fun and a half. The extra half is because it's us. You're welcome. True story. Tell your friends. So, Rachel, what have been some of your favorite moments that we've had on this podcast? Well, I definitely like where in the world we are in the word of the day, and um, there's been some really good guest stars. I mean, I know I'm frequent this place, but uh, I like when you have other people on, too. So, so the, the where in the world, is, is that where, like, I, I talk about um, just something random and you learn about it, like the giant footsteps in, the, in like, England and Scotland? Yeah. Or I talk about, like, uh, the, the, the ancient tomb that's, like, outside of, um, like, Miami? 
Yeah. Cool. Well, I, those are awesome and excellent moments. And you're right, having some special guests. Well, of course, you're the most special guest because I got to be biased on this one. I'm, I mean, I married you after all. Ha. But having um, other guests is awesome and pretty fun. And um, I think one of the coolest things about having this podcast is learning while we're doing it. Because a lot of the time, once I'm bringing up information and facts and stuff, um, I've never known that stuff before. So it's new to me. And then I'm sharing it to the guests. So it's new to them. And then we're sharing it together um, with the listener, you guys out there. And we're all learning together in, in, a, in a fun and exciting way. And if you can learn at least one thing new every day, then that day should be deemed successful. And we try to teach you at least three or four in a single episode. That's very true. Although you might be super knowledgeable and be like, I didn't learn anything in your episode. But if you didn't learn anything in this episode, you should email us or write us a message on Facebook and tell us something that you learned recently. I love that. And you could do so, of course, Facebook um, at Did You Know Ryan O. Email Did You Know Ryan O. at Gmail. Dot com. So while you were talking about um, learning things and, and, and fun experiences, last week I taught myself how to make homemade pretzels. Yes, you did. And uh, it, it was a journey to say the least. Um, I now have a log of what I've done wrong <laughs> in my first <laughs> batch so that I can do my second batch and do it better because it was kind of a goal like when would you say i created this goal like last christmas yeah probably a while ago and i wanted to to do it when i had time to to learn something new because like i love pretzels like you love pretzels i mean i think everybody loves soft pretzels i mean if you go to a restaurant and there's soft pretzels on the menu i think everyone secretly at the table is like oh i want soft pretzels but not all the time do you order them well, and then soft pretzels also go good with a, a nice, like, beer cheese dip. Oh, yeah, they do. Which is next on my list. So, yeah, I decided that I wanted to learn how to do pretzels. But once the pandemic started, the yeast just disappeared. Yes, like a flash. It was gone. And so I had to wait till some came back in stock in order to try to, to do it. And I learned quite a bit about it. Um... Specifically because I'm not a baker. Would, would you agree? I would say you're actually uh, a little bit of both. You like to bake and cook. But, uh, but I'm but not... you're more experienced in, bake, uh, in cooking than baking. Yes. I don't have the technical skills for either. I just kind of learn it as I go. Like it was saxophone like 20 years ago. <laughs> Reading music. That's adorable. Um, so what I've learned with making the, the, the pretzels is that if your dough is too sticky, it starts you out on a path that's really hard to fix. Especially if there's no one else at home to add flour for you. Yeah, so I've learned that if your dough is too sticky, you should add flour like immediately. Uh, so that was like issue number one. So so then when you're done making um, your, 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 your dough uh, pretzels and they're all in the right shape and whatnot, the next thing you normally do is give it a nice like um, like baking soda bath. And I, so I put it in boiling water that had uh, baking soda in it. But when I did it, the entire pot completely just overflowed because of the chemical reaction with the yeast. 
And I learned that I need to use a bigger pot when I'm doing it. Aha. Aha. Sounds good. And what is the reason for the baking soda bath? So what it does is it kind of gives it like a a little bit um, golden brown goodness, helps cook the interior, and adds a little bit more of that pretzel-y flavor to it. Ah, yum, 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 which your first batch ever was delicious, had good texture and flavor. Um, I think we didn't have like actual pretzel salt, which I would like. Like like big coarse salt. Yeah, the coarse salt. It was normally like small salt that added to it. Yep. So like the saltiness of the flavor of the pretzel was good, but you know, I like my extra salt, you know, if the pieces of salt fall off the pretzel, I'm definitely one to like lick my finger and and make sure I get that salt. You like the pretzel <laughs> extremely salty. Like if you have a bag of regular pretzels, the price at the bottom is the clump of salt. <laughs> uh, so, so another thing that I did learn while doing all this is how to clean up baking soda because of course I made a giant mess all over the stove. Well, what's fun about baking if you don't make a big mess? That's true. Unless you're already frustrated because your dough is too sticky, so you're mad that you didn't succeed as well as you wanted to. That's all right. Those pretzels were done good. You only made two, which I was a little bummed about. But you know what? It's your first batch, and they were really tasty. Well, thank you. I didn't want to just serve you a giant doughy like pretzel. That would have been like a pretzel sourdough, I guess, right? Maybe. Um, so I learned in order to clean up baking soda, because with when cleaning up the baking soda, it leaves like a giant sheen, like a giant streak, and it was almost impossible to get it off. Until I learned the magic ingredient to clean up baking soda. Here's something to learn, folks, and it is vinegar. Just get a little bit of uh, white vinegar, put it on a um, like paper towel and whatnot, and it should get rid of most of the baking soda. And then it turns out um, pretty well. You, can, you can't even tell that I made a giant mess on our stove. Yep, I came home from work, couldn't even tell. He just had me try some of the pretzel, and I was like, yum, where's dinner? <laughs> so so after I finally um, get a hang of all this, I'm going to learn how to make a beer cheese dip. Yum! And I'll tell you folks all about it. So while I'm telling everybody all about the fun things that, uh, that's been going on and whatnot, I think it's time for us to go into our word of the week. Rachel, are you ready for it? I am ready to learn. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to tell you the word, and I'd like you to tell me what you think it means, okay? Okay. All right. So the word is pelagic. P-E-L-A-G-I-C. It's an adjective. Oh, boy. What it means? Yep. Um, does it have something to do with, like, being tired? Uh, it does not. Like lethargic? No. What about but- your feet? Tired um, feet. Tired feet sounds awesome. <laughs> Which I have every day after I get home from work. <laughs> Most things that are pertaining to or occurring in this um, area that it's relating to um, do not usually have feet. They have flippers. Oh, it's something to do with fish? Yeah, it's um of or relating to living in the sea, like being oceanic. Logic. Okay, yeah. so like... The um the flounder fish is pelagic. That's right. Um, and it comes from um a very specific place or language. Can you guess that? Oh, um, I mean, 
A lot of root words come from the Latin, but I'm guessing something along those lines. It is. It's it's um it's Latin slash Greek. In Greek, it's Pelagicos. In um, Latin, it's Pelagicus, and it's uh, Pelagic in English. Um, the Greek word for the sea, it's also like archipelago. Right. Um, yeah, so, so it means of the sea or living with the sea. But most people nowadays just use it as oceanic. Oceanic. Yep, now you're hearing my wife do an excellent yawn on the microphone. Nice work, Rachel. Can't help it. it says afternoon sleepy time. That's right, afternoon sleepy time or recording time. So that's our word of the week. I like it. It was a good word. Well, speaking of um, fun things, let's hope that one of our science facts of the week is even better. So, the United States Navy. Yes. You know a thing or two about them living in a coastal environment. I may have lived near a Navy base or two. What do you know about submarines? I've been to an inaugural release of a submarine. Nice. I think um, I've been on a submarine too. They might have one in Mobile. Have you ever operated a palace or a telescope? telescope? A tel- oh, periscope? Ooh, I can't say that I have that I recall. Well, apparently, um, periscopes are extremely complicated to use. So the United States Navy has started using something a little bit more easier in order to navigate um, and, and operate these periscopes. What do you think the United States Navy used? I'll give you a hint. Most of the people who joined the Navy are 18. I'm guessing some kind of like video control thing. (laughs) That is 100% correct. It is an Xbox controller that people have been using in order to to use periscopes. It reduced the learning time from hours to minutes. Oh, Lord. Wow. That's... um, Anybody can use it. That's special. I mean, I guess... Yay for training time, but B, like, sadness for human mankind. <laughs> what? Because you had to, they had to do that sort of, um, like, little short shortcut? Yeah, like, are people that, n- never mind, I'll be nice. Are well, people not capable of learning something out of their comfort zone, I guess, is what I, I guess I should phrase that. However, the, the comfort zone that was, um, that you're saying wasn't ne- was it necessary to be there in the first place like they created this design of it but someone decided to make this design um function and make it easier to use sure like you know how we had to use a rotary dial back in the day of telephones and whatnot yes now you just press like four buttons right or the nine buttons for the the phone or 10 buttons i should say true yeah so instead True. of having to wring I mean, your finger all the way around. Advancements in technology. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Sure. I understand completely. Um, but talking about other things that are sometimes good and most of the time bad, let's talk about a interesting thing as it loans, as it loads, um, called prosopagnosia. Prosopagnosia. Bless you. Thank you. Which is a uh, disorder where people struggle to recognize faces. Oh. See, I think I have an opposite thing. I'm 
I can recognize faces, but names are harder. So faces are easy. You 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 know the faces, and like you would see the person's face, and you'd be like, oh, ah, uh, and you'd be like. Yeah, like, oh, man, I know you. I know you've seen you like a thousand times. And I, your name is somewhere up in my brain, but it's on vacation. <laughs> so so Tom Cruise, like, you, you'd see his face. You know his name, but you, you can't recognize. Like, I get the name coming out of your mouth. Right. But I guess these people that have this thing can't, like, see a person and just, like, don't recognize them. Yeah, and, and some of them... Um, because it's it's part of the brain area called fusiform gyros, which spe- specializes in recognizing of human faces and features. But developmental problems and injuries to that can leave people clueless about looks of even loved ones. So, like, let's say this is gonna be a little bit dark. Let's say someone gets injured in the war, and that part of the brain um, get, gets gets attacked, and they come home, and they can no longer like like recognize their family. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of sad and depressing. That- Kind of sounds like more like amnesia, but I guess maybe they rec- they remember the people themselves in their memories, so they know who they are, but then when they actually are confronted or presented to the people, they don't recognize them. Is that kind of like... That, that's exactly what's going on. That'd be more like, so like partial amnesia or a form of amnesia or... So, so like amnesia something. is more like a temporary thing. True. So like you, they don't, they see the face, they don't recognize it. But if you can't recognize the face at all... But you know that Mary um, is you, your wife. Yep, and like every Tuesday, Mary likes to have steak. So you used to cook steak for her every Tuesday. So then you cook steak, and then someone named Mary shows up, and you just really hope it's that the actual Mary, not someone that just really likes steak and smelt something good. Cooking. That'd be a f- interesting episode of like Black Mirror or something. <laughs> well, speaking about uh, interesting uh, things that that happen and whatnot, the other day we were watching a, a murder mystery. I think it was actually yesterday called like Mrs. Bradley. Yes. Yes, we were last night. With Diana Rigg? Yes. And um, and, and so like it, it's one of the many murder mysteries that you love because you, you're a, like a tr- dramatic murder mystery buff. I do. I like the, the fictional murder mysteries. They're a lot of fun. Like um, Father Brown... Um, Murdoch Mysteries, Miss Fisher Mysteries, the Miss Bradley Mysteries, the Agatha Christie that's on Amazon. What's that other one that I like that's Midsummer Murders? Oh, yeah, Midsummer Murders is good. You've seen, like, almost every episode of that. And you also like Death in Paradise. Death in Paradise. I love all those. I mean, British shows are, like, the bomb.com, right? And then there was um, the one with David Tennant. Oh, yeah, Broadchurch. That's Broadchurch. really good, too. Mm-hmm. So like all these British murder mysteries, you're you're a big fan. I'm a very, very big fan. What specifically about them is it that you really love? I think I like, um, in the series, I like um, traditionally they have guest stars on them. That's kind of fun and interesting. So the Easter egg aspect of who is it, where are they from? Yes, and I, I like the storylines of how... They're so human, really. I mean, these things can happen to anyone. I mean, it's kind of scary and daunting to think about, but anyone at any time could be murdered slash commit murder. You might say to yourself, I would never kill anyone in no matter what circumstance, but if one of your loved ones or children or parents are 
confronted with a life-changing situation and you have the ability to save them by uh, ending another life, it's kind of a split second. What would you do in that scenario? I mean, that's just one scenario to cause murder, but there are a whole lot of real-life situations that have real-life TV shows that I don't like to watch those because those are too real for me um, that, like, it's, you know, crime of passion, you know, money. And you hear about all kinds of crimes that are committed and it's, it's a scary world, but I like the, the fictional aspect of it, especially the themed ones from like the twenties and thirties. Those are really fun. Sure. So you like more of the, the fantasy aspect of it. Like, like, yes, it's real ish, but it's not like an exact reenactment of what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I like the uh, storylines and, um, you also like that there's an answer. I like that there's an answer. One of my favorite parts about it. I am very him. much a math equation, math class kind of person. I like that X plus B equals A. I like that. I don't like sitting in a class going, well, what what do you think or what are your beliefs on? And it's like an open-ended question. I like a definitive answer. And that's probably why I do like murder mysteries. Well, it's also one of the reasons why you don't like watching the shows while they're happening you like kind of watching them at the very end because you know that there is a d definitive ending. That's true. That's true, too. I don't really like new shows that are on TV that you have to watch from season to season anymore. I mean, yeah, back in the day, I definitely was that person that was watching them <laughs> like <laughs> on the very date they were released and put on television. But now I like a show that typically lasts anywhere from three to six seasons and is already completed and done with. <laughs> Even if the actual ending is, is kind of like a cliffhanger, you at least know that they're not going to solve it, so you can kind of solve it in your head. Precisely. There's some really good shows that have never been technically surmised or come to a nice, clean ending. Because they got that canceled. That I absolutely adore that it were canceled. Yes, unfortunately. Those stupid people. Where you wish that they could kind of, you know, wrap things up like... They have 13 episodes and then a movie in order to wrap exactly. things up. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good example. Oh, yeah. Well, well. speaking of wrapping um, things in a bow and, and, and wrapping things up, um, let's, let's finalize this episode by talking about the future of Did You Know with Rhino. So what sort of things um, would you like to have happen in the next 52 episodes? I think what would be fun is to maybe have you go out and do something, whether it's like um, go get a pizza or go to some certain experience, like even if we go the theaters reopen and you go watch a movie, but maybe have like a lot of your viewers go do the same thing in their area, wherever they live, and then maybe write about their experience. So you can talk about their experience versus your experience and how it might be different. So almost like a comparative meetup or just like a, a collaborative cool. activity. Because you're sharing in technically the same experience, but in different areas and maybe on your own or with different people and how that, what you learned maybe from that, or even talking to different people that have taught themselves, especially during this time when not all of us are at work, um, that you're at home and you've taught yourself something, which if you're not teaching yourself something, I think you're wasting your time. I mean, it's really cool to sit at home and reflect and maybe work on some projects or something, but... Why can't you make that project turn into something bigger? You should be teaching yourself something. 
Be productive during this time. I learned how to make pretzels. Ryan learned how to make pretzels and many more other meals too. Oh, sure. Because I've been cooking. Every uh, day. Yeah, at least six days a week. Um, <laughs> at least one meal during those six days a week as we've been doing this adventure. Yep. And you've been excelling at it very well. And I've been trying to create positivity in the world by asking people all sorts of fun and interesting questions because I'm naturally acquisitive and I like learning about what's going on as it's happening. Yes, and giving something, someone to think about something, even if it's just for two to five minutes a day, they're thinking about something else. In, in those two to five minutes could, you know, be the difference between a happy day and a sad day sometimes. That's very true. Well, speaking of uh, happy things and other fun things, what else do you recommend um, for the future of Did You Know with Ryan O? Um, let's see here. Besides going out and doing things, even if other people aren't sharing collectively in those, going out and doing things is um, something that'll push you. Or, um, kind of like our Alberta episode. Exactly. You do something new that you've never done before. So or we should go, go out and do something never... different and, and tell people about it. True. Very, very true. And we also like to explore, like going to new state parks, like we were talking about a couple episodes ago. State parks are good. State parks, new recipes, that's an adventure. New recipes, learning something, teaching yourself something. Um, and, uh, maybe just, uh, I can't think of anything else. That's fine. <laughs> I, I think that in the future of this, uh, podcast, I, I'd like to, to add a little bit more, um, audience participation if, if that's possible. And there's pretty much only one way that we can do that. Yes, folks. Um, we're going to start off by our, uh, our question of the week as we normally do for audience participation. So Rachel, what do you think our question of the week for this two year anniversary of Did You Know with Ryan O should be? What is something that you would like to learn uh, given the rest of the year? So we have what, about six months left in the year? Exactly. In those six months, what is something that you'd like to either teach yourself or seek out other people to learn from? Um, to gain a new skill or knowledge. And you can answer that by going to our Facebook page, Did You Know with Ryan O. You can always check us out on Twitter at Did You Know Ryan O or just shoot us an email, Did You Know with Ryan O. Yes, folks, the audience participation angle, we've got all sorts of fun things that we can do to make this podcast interactive. And most importantly, we've got it all for you. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I know that I most certainly did. Thank you very much, Rachel, for joining us on this two-year anniversary. Thanks for having me. Happy two years and too many more. That's right. And for those of us here, to those of you out there, we hope that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan Owen. We'll see you next time.